Uh, I believe David Feek is on the line, and uh, David and Coral Feek have some interesting runners across the weekend across multiple tracks, and uh, David joins us on Big V Racing. Thanks for your time, David. No worries at all. How are you? Yeah, we're well, thank you. Uh, let's start at Sandown tomorrow, where you've got Dane on tour going around, and She's been in terrific form of late. Damien Oliver's taken the ride at her last two starts. He sticks there tomorrow. And from barrier four, what do you think of her chances? Yeah, we really like her. The horse has trained on well uh, since her good win at Sandown in her last start. And as you said, her whole preparation's been very consistent. And, you know, she's a likely race mare that continues to learn uh, learn her craft. And after that run at Geelong where Ollie rode her and she was third he recommended we put a pair of blinkers on her and it really did the job uh, there at Sandown. she obviously has to give a little bit of weight this time to peter moody's horse that was uh, close second to her so we've obviously got respect for that and and the rest of the field but nice gate tomorrow and the gun jockey sticks with her it's interesting david she'd won four starts ago at, uh, at packet and then ran a good fourth at mooney valley may ground and then after Ollie Road or a third at Geelong, she put the shades on. What was the reasoning behind the blinkers going on? Yeah, well, I think we ran her at, um, at Mooney Valley, and um, something actually Brett Preble said to us that day over, over the mile that she just looked, um, she was obviously drawn awkward, but she had a good look at the grandstand ah. there with all the lights and things. And it was something Preble had mentioned to us, and probably a little bit of an error on our part. We dropped her back to fifth, just 100 metres, but dropped her back to 15. Um, at Geelong, she looked well placed in a class one on paper. The winner was very good that day. But again, um, Ollie came in and said, just when I went for her, she's just sort of a bit green, a bit raw, a set of shades would work. And uh, they did they did the job at Sandown last start. So just to sort of get her to focus, really. Um, she's only had seven races and a pretty good record, two, two uh, wins and a couple of minor placings. So she's hopefully going to continue to improve with racing and, and some age. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? She's had the seven starts, but six of those have come as a four-year-old, so she took a little bit of time to get to the racetrack. Do you expect in her next preparation for her to even continue to improve more? Yeah, I think so. You do, you do expect it, particularly with her her breed and the way that we've been patient to allow her to develop physically and, and, and probably more so mentally. So you, you would hope that uh, once she's had a spell, she comes back better again. So... We'll see how she runs tomorrow. She enjoys top of the ground. She's probably a horse that we would probably choose not to have racing during the winter. Obviously, the weather these days is so unpredictable. But I think fast ground suits her. So we'll keep her going for the time being while she continues to race well. And then she can have a big break. And, you know, who knows? There might be what might be a little mare's race for her in the spring mm. next, uh, next carnival. So you'd like her to just be half as good as a dad, Rebel Dane. What a lovely, honest horse he was, David. Yeah, exactly, and obviously since uh, since he's uh, tired, that slipper winner, he's become all the rage, mm. more so from a breeding perspective, but uh, I've actually got another Rebel Dane um, filly in the yard, and that's very similar to Dane on tour. She was third on day two in a, in a Cranbourne maiden and was a bit disappointing in her second start. She's gone for a spell, but I'd expect her to develop, and both physically are very similar types. The other runner you've got tomorrow goes around at Werribee. You've got handful there from barrier 15. What are your thoughts there in race five? And my thoughts are a poor handful. He can never draw a gate, this horse. And uh, he's the type of horse, if we're honest. He's, he's probably, you know, gets his head in front when we least expect it. But he's actually had quite a consistent preparation since he, we got him back on grass and he won a 58 at Bowie. I, I actually thought he ran well at Mooney Valley in the 3,000. 
uh, tricky gate, had to do a lot of, uh, make up a lot of ground late, which he did. Um, 2,658 at, at where it be. He should be a sneaky each-way chance, if nothing else. David, Sunday, you've got two Artie Schillers, uh, both over a bit of ground. Alaskan Storm, 1,500, Art Major, 2,040. Both these have got to have good each-way chances. Yeah, I think so. Alaskan Storm has been consistent. Uh, we expected her to, we were really hoping and expected her to get the job done in her last start at Mornington, but it was a very strangely run race, and she got pocketed on the fence, and uh, consequently, just over eight raced a little bit, and when we got some racing room, she just got caught flat-footed. But I think she only got beaten at length, and uh, her two previous starts for us they have been very good. So, drawn a bit awkward in nine. Um, it looks like she might be able to. We'll leave it to Jamie Mott, um, but he, she might be able to just find the front, and hopefully she can stay there. I noticed you had Bell Ciel edit at Canterbury, and you scratched. And just looking through gear changes, you've obviously had a battle with her feet. Yeah, we have. She's, 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 um, we've always had a few issues with her, with her feet that need uh, good management. And um, we'd put some glue on shoes on her for her last start at Mooney Valley, where she sort of had a luckless run and ran well. But one of them came off in the uh, pre parade ring. And fortunately, they were able to actually nail one shoe, the shoe back on. But she went around with one glue on, one nail on. And that's what can be the downside of the glue on shoes that. If they come off race day, they present a bit of a headache whether you should run at all. So we've uh, opted to put the nail on shoes back on. She's sound. thought she was really well placed at Canterbury, but drew a bit awkwardly. And um, it was a race that was very light on nominations. And then Gay put a horse in when the race stayed open. And I think we could have taken it on, but it would have been a long trip to go there and get beaten by it. So we've opted to stay home. And she will run at Flemington. Um a week tomorrow before she heads to Hobart for the Bow Mistress on the 10th of February. You've got a nice star witness, Philly. Thanks, Emmeline. It's only had the one run at Mornington, and you nom this for the three old guineas of the Magic Millions. Will you head there or stay here? No, she, uh, she, she, she ran well on debut at Mornington. Very green horse. She'll go to the paddock, but one that we'll save for next preparation. But definitely uh, for your listeners, one to, to keep penciled in for next prep. What's your best this weekend, David? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, actually, because, um, you know, you've sort of got four each-way chances, but Dane on tour is the class horse out of them. All right, we'll back right. our each-way yeah, there tomorrow. Luck. How many horses you got in in work at the moment? We, we keep 20 in work at one time. Yeah. I tell you what, your form guy, Regional Ride, David, you've worked with some decent trainers around the world. Yeah, I have. I've been very lucky. I've had a good education um, around the world with some great trainers. And uh, with Coral and I are thrilled to be... Uh, training in our own right in, in Australia. We've got two teenage children who uh, love the lifestyle down here at Mornington, so we're very lucky. Now, I saw that Coral actually rode at Aintree in a, in a hunter's chase, I think it was. Did she go over the big jumps that they all go over, or were they lower? No, no, she went over the big jumps. Oh, my God. The, so the Fox Hunters is basically the Grand National for amateur riders, so she's been over beaches and um, and the chair and all the, all the jumps there, and I think... Uh, for a couple of furlongs, she was in front. So she got a clear round, and it was a big thrill for her. I reckon it'd be a big thrill just to get over one. Yeah, she, she, she absolutely loved it. I think it was more nerve-wracking for me watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, no, it was good. She was a successful uh, amateur jump rider in the UK and, and rides the majority of our track work with, uh, with another lad of ours who's over from the UK.
I bet you were walking the the box the, the night before Aintree, you'd be a bit toey. Yeah, we were, we, were, we, were, we were a bit anxious because obviously it's, you know, it's a huge privilege to get that opportunity and just a bit nervous that it would all go to plan and uh, get over those big jumps, but a great opportunity for it. I went there, the Seagram won the Grand National. It was one of the coldest days of my life up there at Aintree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's probably not probably not the nicest part of the world, but obviously uh, a great racetrack with some uh, very historic jumps racing. And the pre-race entertainment they have, we were down past the winning post, and they had two sumo wrestlers out there. And these folks, oh, just, well. <laughs> they just had the jock straps on. I thought, you wouldn't need them, it was that cold. <laughs> I've never heard men grunt like it in my life. I thought, these blokes have got to be freezing. <laughs> <laughs> they probably had a few drinks in them to keep them warm. Bit of sake on board, I reckon, before they <laughs> got out. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, good luck on the weekend, David. No, no, no problem at all. Thank you very much.